Welcome to Victory Church Winchester, Virginia's weekly podcast. Our desire is that you will find Victory a place to call home. Please take a moment to subscribe and share. Here is this week's message from our Sunday morning worship experience. As you turn to 2 Samuel chapter 5, I'm ready to share the word of the Lord uh, with you today. And I take the beginning of this year in January. I feel like it's a strategic time for us as a church um, to seek God first, to find out what he would have uh, for us individually and corporately as a church. And I believe it's oftentimes um, a great opportunity for us uh, to hear what God would have to say for, for us as, as individuals, as a church, uh, prophetically. Um, and so I've been seeking the Lord over the last few months as to what he would have to say for us. And this word that keeps ringing forth in my spirit is the word uh, breakthrough. I believe that 2023 is going to be the year in which the impossible becomes possible, in which God does the undoable, in which he stops the unstoppable, in which he starts the unstartable, come on, which he heals the unhealable, come on, where he shows forth his power and he shows forth his provision, and he shows forth his strength. That thing that has gotten you stuck, that thing that has uh, caused you sleepless nights, I believe that God is the God of the breakthrough, and that he's going to begin to bring you out and to make a way, even when in the past there seems to be no way um, of breakthrough. So this word, this Hebrew word for breakthrough is perez. It means a gap or a break. And it refers to a rupture or a tear or a breaking up or a shattering, a removal of something. Our God is the God of the breakthrough. He's broken down barriers. He's broken through walls and hindrances, obstacles, impossibilities. The scripture says in Micah chapter 2, verse 13, I don't have it on the screen, but you can write this down. This, is, this passage is talking prophetically of the work of what Jesus did through his uh, death, burial, and resurrection, it says, the one who breaks open will come out before him, them. He will break out, pass through the gate, and go by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. We have to in- invite God as the one who breaks through for us to be our God, our God of the breakthrough. And I wrote this down. I believe that you're going to experience, and if you receive it, Say amen. I believe that you're going to experience in this year in your, a breakthrough in your family, a breakthrough in your health, breakthroughs in your generosity and your giving, breakthroughs in contentment, breakthroughs over your past, breakouts over your past, breakthroughs in your faith and your trust in God, breakthroughs in your spiritual growth, in your willingness to forgive, breakthroughs in your attitude, breakthroughs in your emotions and in your thoughts, breakthroughs over negative habits and addictions, breakthroughs in the stewardship of your gifts and ministry, breakthroughs in your career, in your business, and in your purpose, breakthroughs in your love for God and others, and breakthroughs in your witness in building God's kingdom. Amen? You receive it today? Receive it for our church. I believe that God is breaking through. It's going to be the year of breakthrough. As you turn in 2 Samuel chapter 5, we're going to begin reading at verse 17. Now, when the Philistines 
heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David went to Baal Perazim, and David defeated him there, them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. That word Perazim, it means the Lord of the breakthroughs, the master of the breakthroughs. Therefore, David, the Philistines went up again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord and it says again in other translations, and he said, you shall, not, you shall not go up, but circle around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And then it shall be when you hear the sound of the marching in the top of the mulberry trees that you shall advance quickly. Somebody say advance. For then the Lord will go out before you. Aren't you glad he goes out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines? And David did so as the Lord commanded him. And he drove back the Philistines as far as Geba and as far as Gezer. I have a word that I want to share with you this morning, and I've titled it this. The beginning of breakthrough. The beginning of breakthrough. Would you join with me in prayer? Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word and for the moments this morning that we share around it. Lord, the entrance of your word brings light. It brings strength. It brings inspiration, encouragement, comfort, hope, and instruction. Father, our hearts are open. Our minds are receptive, Lord, to what you would have to say to us. Help us, Lord, to believe your word, to receive your word, and to obey your word in the time that we have together today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. There is a time in the affairs of men which taken at the flood leads to fortune. I went in my bag for that one for you guys. Specifically my book bag. I went back to 11th grade with this quote, I pulled out my literature book, my 11th grade literature book, and I remembered this quote from Shakespeare in the story of Julius Caesar. Perhaps you remember that story, perhaps you've never heard of it, but the quote here is from a man named Brutus. He was Julius Caesar's assassin. He said, there is a tide in the affairs of men which taken at the flood leads to fortune. Brutus is talking to Cassius and he's encouraging him. He's trying to inspire him. He's instructing him. 
And he's saying, he's saying this, he's saying that if you will move uh, to Rome and make a move with Anthony and Octavia, you will, you will find a victory in the struggle for power in Rome. He's saying that success, this, what, he, what he means is that success in life oftentimes is a result of identifying the moment in which you have an opportunity to move forward. An opportunity must be seized within the lifetime of that opportunity. And this phrase rings true in our life today, just as it rings true in this passage in our text today. This is a time in which David had just become king of Israel. We read here about, in the record about the two battles that he fights as he has just become king of Israel. He has been identified. He's been established. He's been anointed as the next king of Israel. But this was a pivotal time. This was an opportunity an important moment in the history of Israel. If he did not defeat his enemies in that moment, perhaps generations to come would not see the future. And so this was an important moment in the, in the, in the history of the nation of Israel. And I believe that we are at the precipice even right now, even in this new season, we are on the brink, we are on the verge of an invitation and an opportunity from God to break through, to enter into what He has for us in this new year. I believe that it's going to be a year of breakthrough. It's not just breakthrough that's going to happen uh, externally, but this is a breakthrough that's going to happen internally. It's going to happen in your heart, in your lives, in your emotions, in your spirit. God is going to begin to break you out and break you through. He's going to remove some barriers. He's going to tear down some walls. He's going to remove some hindrances, some things that you thought were impossibility. He's going to make a way. He's going to remove those things out of the way, and he's going to bring you into a place of victory. And so, the year of the breakthrough in 2023 that God has given us is not merely just a declaration of what God has in store for you and for us corporately as a church, but it's an invitation. It's not just a declaration, it's an invitation. It's an invitation for us to take this opportunity to move into all that God has for us. Missed opportunities. Opportunities can be missed. They leave us with regrets and remorse and resentment. We ask the questions, what if, what could have been? And these opportunities have a shelf life. And that's why we must seek these opportunities. That's why we must uh, seek God and we must seize them while we can experience the breakthrough. What are the invitations and opportunities that God has placed before you today? I want you to see them, to seek them, and to seize them during the sacred season of prayer, fasting, and of devotion to God. You see, the biblical um, precedent for us in prophecy, when God has spoken something over our lives, over our future, 
is that it's not God's obligation, but it's his invitation for us to enter into what he has for us. It's not automatic for us to enter into the things that God has for us. That's why in covenant with his people, he always says, if you, then I. If you will, then I will. So this is an opportunity for us in this moment, in this season, to be able to pursue and seek the Lord and to be able to enter into the breakthrough that he has for you and I. In the beginning of breakthrough, this is the truth that I want to share with you today uh, from our text. The beginning of breakthrough is believing for a breakthrough. If you can believe for it, you can receive it from God. The beginning of breakthrough is believing for breakthrough. And believing God for breakthrough means three things, and I want to build on this this morning. If you're taking notes, now would be a good time to write down this first point. Believing God for breakthrough means recognizing my need for breakthrough. (laughs) David, when faced with a situation where his enemies, the Philistines, were coming against him, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David in verse 17 as king over Israel, All the Philistines, all of them, went up to search for David. They weren't trying to have lunch with him. They weren't trying to have coffee. They were trying to kill him. And the Bible says this, that David heard about it. And when he heard about it, he went down to the stronghold. He found the place that he knew he would be safe and he would be secure. And he began to seek the Lord. The first thing that we need to do to believe God for breakthrough, to experience breakthrough, is to recognize our need for breakthrough. To recognize is to admit, to notice, to identify, and to acknowledge. This was a life or death situation. And maybe you don't feel like you're in a life or death situation. There are situations that you may be even unaware of that you need to recognize that are life and death situations today. It required David's attention, not his apathy. And his urgency was demonstrated then in his activity. He recognized his need for breakthrough. And when he did, he went down to the stronghold. He didn't procrastinate. He didn't put off tomorrow what needed to be done today. He was ready. He was recognizing his need for breakthrough. I want to share some things to help you to recognize if you need a breakthrough in your life. You need a breakthrough in your life if you attend church but you're content with your current lifestyle and you rarely apply what you learn from teaching and preaching. You need a breakthrough if you are moved by stories about people who do radical things for Christ, yet you do not do radical things yourself. You need a breakthrough if you rarely share your faith with neighbors, coworkers, or friends. Charles Spurgeon said this, you're either a missionary or an imposter. You need a breakthrough if you think about life on earth more often than you think about eternity in heaven. You need a breakthrough if you worship mostly for the music, the atmosphere, and the person leading it, rather than engaging with God and focusing on his person. You need a breakthrough if you love your luxuries and give God your leftovers, not your first or your best. 
You need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough if you do not live by faith and your life is structured so that you never have to. You need a breakthrough if you look for reasons why you don't have to go to church on Sundays. You need a breakthrough if you don't really want to be saved from your sins. You only want to be saved from the penalty of your sin. For you, God is like a useful fire escape you employ, not a God you worship. And you need a breakthrough if you have tried to, but now you feel largely disconnected from God. Come to think about it, you're actually unperturbed by the loss of your connection with God. You need a breakthrough. Believing God for breakthrough means recognizing your need for breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. I'm not where I need to be. There's more that God has for me. There's things in my life that shouldn't be the way that they are. I'm believing God for a breakthrough first by recognizing my need for a breakthrough. God, break us out of apathy. Break us out of complacency. Break us out of compromise. Break us through into a place of victory, a place of renewal, a place of revival, a place that we are reconciled with you and our pursuit is upon you and you alone. God, help us to recognize our need for breakthrough. To believe God for breakthrough means, secondly, to ready ourselves for breakthrough. Recognize your need for a breakthrough, but secondly, ready yourself for a breakthrough. To be ready means to be prepared. Where are all my planners today? Where are all the people who like to plan ahead? You'll love this. I wrote this down. If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. God is saying, I want you to get ready. Get ready for the breakthrough. Get ready for all that I have for you and all that I'm taking you into. I want you not to miss it. I want you to be ready for it. Abraham Lincoln is often quoted as having said, if I had eight hours to chop down a tree, I would spend six hours sharpening my axe. How did David ready himself for a breakthrough? I want to break, I want to Um, unpack this passage of scripture, verse 19 through 21. The first thing that David did was he inquired of the Lord. He recognized he needed a breakthrough. He went down to the stronghold, and then the Bible says David inquired of the Lord. His enemies were coming against him. He knew that he needed a victory in his life. He knew that he stood at the moment, at the precipice of an opportunity and he needed, he knew he needed God's help. This is a man of war. This is a man who knew how to fight. This is a man who was successful in battle, but he didn't uh, trust in his own strength. He didn't rely on his own self. He acknowledged the Lord in all of his ways, and he knew that the Lord would direct his path. We need to turn our attention off our self-sufficiency. We need to turn our attention off of our strength and off of our stability and maybe the money that we have in the bank and maybe the jobs that we have. We need to turn our focus off of the things that we have, and we need to put our attention upon the Lord to seek him new this year. And how did David ready himself for breakthrough? He asked of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. Verse 19. He says, David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I, and he asked him these two questions. He asked the Lord these two questions. Shall I go up 
against the Philistines. The first question was a question of, of um, instruction. It was asking him, Lord, what should I do? It was a question of instruction. Should I go up against the Philistines? And then the second question was, will you deliver them into my hand? The second question was a question of inspiration. God, I need you to, to do something in my heart. Give me inspiration. Encourage me. Remind me of who you are and your promise over my life that I would be quick to obey you, that I would be quick to follow your instruction. Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? He asked of the Lord. And then the Lord said to David, this is the second way in which David readied himself for breakthrough. He asked of the Lord, and then he attended to the voice of the Lord. We need to hear the voice of the Lord again. We have a God who wants to instruct us. He wants to give us the strategy. He wants to let us know how we should proceed, where we should go, what we should say, what we should do. This is what his word does in our life. We need to pursue God. We need to seek God. We need to ask and fall on our face before God and believe that he's going to speak to us. He's a speaking God. And David adhered to the voice of the Lord. God then gives him a precept. He gives him a command and he gives him a promise. Listen to this. The Lord said to David, go up for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hands. He's saying this, doubtless de deliver, that means that without fail, I will deliver your enemies into your hand. God is giving David a promise to obey, a promise to trust. He's giving him an instruction. So he, he asked the Lord, he attended to the voice of the Lord. He adhered to the voice of the Lord. Listen to this. So David went. That's obedience. He adhered to the voice of the Lord. He went. He went up to Baal-perazim Baal and defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal-perazim, the master of the breakthrough. We see David obeying, and when he obeys, then the Lord helps him to overcome. We see the Lord giving us opportunity, speaking to our lives, and then inviting us to step out and to obey what he asks of us. We, say God, we hear God saying, I am the God of the breakthrough, but in order for you to break through, first you need to obey me. First you need to step out in faith. First, you need to trust in me. He adhered to the voice of the Lord. And finally, he ascribed praise to the Lord. This is what I love. He said, you are God, the God of the breakthrough. Baal Perazim, the master, the Lord of the breakthrough. That word Perazim, it's actually in the plural, and it means not only the God of the breakthrough. God only, not only breaks you through, he's the God of the breakthroughs. It's plural. See, because you're going to need more than just one breakthrough in your life. You're going to be challenged and faced with adversity and faced with struggles and overwhelmed with the situation that you might, that might be presenting itself to you. And you're going to need a God who not only breaks you through once, but a God who continually breaks you through, who makes a way, who brings you into a place of victory. 
And he ascribed praise to the Lord. Believing God for breakthrough means readying yourself for breakthrough. Finally, believing God for breakthrough means this. It means remaining ready for sustained breakthrough. See, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. A lot of times, here's what we do. We get ready for something. We experience a victory. We experience a breakthrough. We experience an answer to prayer. And then we get lazy. We step back. We get complacent. We get apathetic. The things that it did for, the things that it took for us to get to our breakthrough, we begin to neglect those things. We begin to slack off. We begin to get lazy. We begin to get complacent. But here's what I want you to know today. The enemy never relaxes. He never stops. He just looks for a more opportune moment. We see this in the life of Jesus when he's tempted and the Bible says Satan departed him but for a season he is going to return and you need to be aware that the enemy though he may return you need to be ready and you need to be ready for him to to come so that you can make a stand against him by remaining uh, ready for a sustained breakthrough I love it because the scripture says once again the enemy came But then David once again began to pray. This is how you respond to the enemies once again. You begin to once again turn your face to God, to to stand before him, to bow before him, and to call upon his name. How many of you uh, remember the merry-go-round at the park you played on when you were a kid? Got a picture of one that what it would look like for me when I was a kid growing up and you went to the park this is the most dangerous piece of equipment that you've ever (laughs) how many you know you flew off this thing this is a metal merry-go-round like at the park that I went to as a kid and you would put your foot you would straighten your foot for those of you who don't know what this is, you would put your foot on the wheel, you would, put your other, you would put a hand on the rail, and you would put your other foot on the ground. And you could run around it, but you would, what you would really want to do is start to push it. And you push it, and it goes around. It takes a lot of energy and effort. That thing is heavy. That wheel is heavy. So you begin to push it with all your strength, and it goes around one time. And then the next time, you take all the strength that you have in your Oshkosh Bagash-sized muscles... And you began to push again. And that second time gets a little bit easier. And, and then you go around the third time and you push again. And now you're starting to feel like you're as strong as your big sister. And, and you begin to push. And you push and it comes around and around. And that wheel be, gets momentum. It starts building power and strength. And it begins to be, it begins to break out and break through. And then you hold on to it for dear life so you don't get thrown off of it and lose your life. (laughs) And this merry-go-round is kind of like our spiritual life in this new year and in this sacred season. How? There's an incredible amount of effort and energy into entering into a season of prayer and of fasting and of devotion and obedience to God. And it seems difficult and it seems like a struggle. It seems like you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing 
and you're seeking God and you're getting hungry, but then you're, you're turning your attention to the Lord. You're turning your focus to God and you're, and, and you're, and you're getting into his word and, and you're praying and you're worshiping together. And it seems difficult, but the more you push and press into God, the greater the momentum, the greater the energy, the greater the breakthrough begins to come and manifest itself in your life. And this is what it's like for us as the people of God, as we seek God in this sacred season. I know that maybe you have some difficulties, you have some challenges, you have some obstacles, some, some hindrances, you have some barriers that you can't seem to break through. But if you'll begin to press into God, if you'll begin to push into his presence, if you'll begin to call upon his name, ask of him, if you begin to attend to his word, if you begin to adhere and to obey his word, if you begin to ascribe glory unto his name, you begin to push and push and push. And we see that God is the God of the breakthrough. He's the God who breaks us out. And the beginning of that breakthrough is believing for a breakthrough. Come on, somebody. Believing God for a breakthrough means that I remain ready for a sustained breakthrough. I don't think that God wants us to have this roller coaster walk relationship with Him. I believe that God is wanting to do a new thing in us, not just for us and around us and externally. I believe that God wants to break through in our spiritual life that we'll find more consistency in our walk with Jesus this year, that we will find a place in which uh, the Lord is removing some hindrances, removing some struggles. He's allowing us and helping us to forgive. He's helping us to break out of depression. He's helping us to break out of loneliness. He's helping to us to find our strength and our joy in Him and, and in Him alone. He's allowing us to find uh, not a place of loneliness, but a place of fellowship, a place of relationship with Him and in His church. I believe He's helping us to find our place of purpose and of significance in ministry. I believe that He's the God of the breakthrough and whatever has caused us to be stuck is moving out of the way as we seek Him in this sacred season. Give God some praise. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Our vision is that you would experience Victory Church as a place to call home. We do this by encountering God through worship, embracing community through relationship, and expanding the kingdom of God through service. Find out more about Victory at victorywinchester.com.